Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 66, How to Stop Comparing Your Insides to Other People's Outsides. In one of my first few meetings in recovery, I heard someone say, that they had been comparing their insides to other people's outsides. I didn't quite get what that meant initially, but it stood out to me as memorable. As I got farther into my recovery, I started to understand that that had been a huge problem for me for a long time. I had been comparing my insides to other people's outsides. I thought either that Other people had their shit together way more than me or that they didn't have any problems at all because of what their lives look like on the outside. I see this happening all the time in recovery. This is especially true of newcomers. We look at other people's lives in the rooms and we get upset that we don't have what others have, but we don't know what kind of demons those people are currently wrestling with. This is why hearing other people's stories in recovery is so, so important. We get to glimpse the kind of demons they're wrestling with or what they used to wrestle with and how they handle them. The thing about your insides, your internal experience, is that it's yours and yours alone. No one else can come close to experiencing your internal life with the depth and breadth that you can. No matter how close you are to someone, no matter how much you tell them, You can only convey a teeny tiny fraction of your actual internal experience with them. So there is no comparison between your internal life and other people's lives at all, whether it's internal, external. When you compare your insides to someone else's outsides, which is all you can see of their lives, it's not even like comparing apples to oranges. It's like comparing planets to oranges. Now back to me, even though I was never an especially envious personally, I definitely assumed things about people based on their outsides, especially in recovery. An example is a guy who was a newcomer to a meeting I'd been going to for a couple of years. It was clear that he was familiar with 12-step recovery, so I assumed that he was just visiting our meeting and had been in the program for some time. There was just something about the way that he presented himself that made me think that he was really together, much more together than me. However, after attending a couple of meetings with him and having an outreach call with him, I realized he was a complete mess. He was full of anxiety, self-doubt, fear, self-loathing, etc. He presented himself as if he had it together, at least externally, but he didn't have it together. He was a hot mess. And I've had just the opposite happen, where I judged someone as not having their shit together based on her appearance. This was many years before recovery, but it's such an excellent example. I'm going to use it here. It was probably in the late 90s. It's an excellent lesson. So I was at an anti-racism workshop, and the woman was an extremely obese woman, missing teeth, and had a very thick southern accent. Having sized her up, I rolled my eyes and thought, here we go, as she started to speak. I had already decided that 
whatever she was going to say was going to be just bullshit or meaningless. And then she proceeded to drop some wisdom on me that still serves me to this day. Here's what she said. She said, it used to be that the worst thing someone could call me was racist. And what I've learned is that if someone is calling me a racist, that instead of being defensive, I ask them, what have I done to cause you to believe that I'm racist? Because then I might actually learn something about myself. Now, this wisdom was extremely helpful to me, both in terms of my wanting to be an anti-racist and in terms of learning to accept feedback from other people, which came in so handy in recovery. So when she said that, I identified 100% with what she said because it caused me to realize I'd thought the same way. Until I heard her say that, I didn't realize it, but I think that probably just about the worst thing that someone could ever call me was racist. And if that ever had happened, I can almost guarantee that I would have been extremely defensive. Her comment showed me that rather than being afraid of being called a racist, I should be more afraid of actually being racist. That means I need to assume that if somebody called me that, that there was something I did or said that caused them to say that, that there was some truth in what they had said about me. Understanding that helped me not just in becoming anti-racist, but it's also helped me enormously in recovery. Before recovery, I was a very defensive person. I now know that it was for several reasons, but including that I had all these different facades up. All of my people-pleasing ways had caused me to not really be genuine with people, and I didn't want anybody to see behind all my facades. So that's why I was so defensive. So this piece of wisdom that she dropped not only helped me in terms of trying to be anti-racist, it also helped me in terms of managing my defects of character. And it caused me to check my stereotypes, her obesity, which by the way, I was pretty fucking obese at the time, her Southern accent and her missing teeth made me think that I was better than her. And yet her wisdom still affects me today. If someone tells me I'm being controlling, instead of getting defensive about it, I ask, what have I done that has caused them to believe that I'm controlling? Well, unless it's patently obvious, that is. If I've done something that I'm like, ooh, damn, that was really controlling, then I say, you're right, I apologize, please forgive me. Part of the process of recovery is learning to hear from other people about how they experience us, getting honest feedback about our character. Now, this phrase we use in, photog in photography, I don't know where that came from. This phrase we use in recovery, stop comparing your insides to other people's outsides, references a couple of cliches. One is don't judge a book by its cover. And the other is keeping up with the Joneses. So the examples I gave above address the don't judge a book by its cover cliche. Now I want to address the keeping up with the Joneses cliche. The thing about the Joneses is 
they don't live in the real world. They live in our minds and we create them so that we can beat ourselves up, which reinforces our sense of inadequacy. So the question is no longer, why can't I be like the Joneses? But why do I need to compare myself to them at all? Now, you might have actual people in your life that you're comparing yourself to rather than some mythical Joneses. But either way, if you take the focus off of other people and put it onto yourself, you're much more likely to turn this game of comparison into a fruitful exercise. And when I say fruitful, I mean that you might actually grow from it. What I've learned is that rather than comparing myself to other people, whether it's insides or outsides, it's much more fruitful for me to compare myself to former me. I can always find somebody who has something better than me or more peace than me or whatever. That's a game I could play for the rest of my life. I could continue to compare my insides to others' outsides or even my outsides to other people's outsides and use it to beat myself up because I can always find someone who compares better than me. When I do that, it keeps me in scarcity mindset. It keeps me thinking I'm not good enough. So what I've learned to do is focus on my former self if I'm gonna make a comparison. That is, I keep the focus on me. This has been a huge lesson from recovery, learning to keep the focus on myself. If I haven't gotten to whatever, X, yet, instead of beating myself up for not getting to X yet, I look at how far I've come, or maybe I look at, well, at least I'm not doing Y any longer. When you continually compare yourself to other people and use it as an excuse to beat yourself up, it's highly unlikely that you're gonna take any action, which is the thing that's gonna get you to move forward. It is potentially an endless game comparing yourself to others. So stop playing that game. If you truly want your life to be better, then keep the focus on yourself. See where you were compared to now. If you don't like the progress you've made, start taking action to get to the place where your life is better. It's okay to look at the kinds of actions the Jones have taken that you haven't, but comparing your outcomes to their outcomes is not helpful. You're not them, they're not you. You have no idea what their internal experience is. And it's not gonna get you closer to the goals you have for yourself when you continually focus on other people. As the serenity prayer reminds us, other people are outside our circle of control. We need to focus on the things we can change, not the things we cannot change, i.e. other people, etc. And we need to have the courage to change the things we can which is only our own lives, our own thinking, our own beliefs, and our own behavior. Namaste. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. 
If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.